Hello, everyone. Welcome to All Things College and Career, the podcast to turn to for all of your college and career planning needs. We are your hosts, Meg Gary and Bobby Ryan, owners of Academic and Career Advising Services located in Kennebunk, Maine. We started this podcast to provide helpful information to listeners researching careers, colleges, or academic majors. Choosing your career or college is such a big decision, which is why our motto is learn before you leap. Before investing a lot of time or money, it's so important to do your research and to really explore your options. Each podcast will offer interesting stories and valuable insights that we think you will find entertaining and informative. Subscribe to our podcast and you'll have it ready to go on your playlist every Monday morning. So learn before you leap each week with us. Our guest today is Michael Morin, head wrestling coach at the University of Southern Maine. Michael had a successful high school and college wrestling career, making it all the way to nationals twice as a two-time All-American champion. Find out what motivated him to achieve these goals and learn how he transitioned from athlete to coach. Do you wonder what it's like to coach a team at the college level? Mike talks about the varied and many responsibilities as a coach, from recruiter to fundraiser to advisor. Coaches wear many Many hats and Mike gets into all of this and more. That's for sure. If you are a parent, coach, or student athlete, you will want to hear what Michael has learned from all of his years of experience. His tips could help you negotiate the sometimes stressful and challenging road of school sports. So whether you are hoping to coach wrestling on the college level or are currently a student athlete and wonder what your options are, you will learn a lot from this podcast. So let's get on to our conversation with Michael. Hello, Michael Morin. Welcome to All Things College and Career. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. We're so glad to have you here today, Mike. Um, where are we talking to you from? I'm actually at my home. I've been hanging out with my dog right now, so nice. uh, just, just in my living room. <laughs> yeah, are you in Portland? Um, no, I actually bought not too long ago down in uh, like the Biddeford Soccer line. So I'm, uh, I moved out of Portland and I'm down here now. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. awesome. Yep. Are you loving it? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So far, so good. Um, good. Yeah, I definitely uh, I like it better than renting. So yeah, well, there is that, right? For sure, <laughs> absolutely. All right. So, hey, Mike, we're gonna just dive right into this. Can you tell us three things you love about your job as a wrestling coach at University of Southern Maine? Yeah, the first thing is obviously just staying involved in the sport of wrestling. I knew when my career was over, I wanted to stay involved in some aspect, and coaching kind of allowed me to do that. So, just still being involved in the sport itself because it's a sport that I obviously love, and you know. I'm passionate about it. It's a passion of mine. So it's one of those things. I think people go their whole lives though, maybe finding what their real passion is. So for me, at least at this point in my life, I always want to make sure it's a, a part of my life. So that allows me to do that. Yeah. I love working with our student athletes as well. So that that's, I guess, the second thing is, you know, working with our student athletes and all aspects of that too. Not just, obviously you have the wrestling aspect of it, but you have, there's a whole lot more that goes into it as far as, you know, hopefully helping these guys out, progress academically, and then go on to do whatever it is they want to do after college careers are over. Kind of like a mentor or kind of... That's what I was just thinking, like a mentor. 
Yeah, somebody yeah, that kind of takes over where the parents left off kind of thing. <laughs> uh, um, well, maybe not fully, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but you know what it is for a lot of these guys, it, it's, uh, you know, college is a big step going from high school to college. And if nothing else, we're, you know, myself and our coaching staff, is just another it's a support system for them. So they can come to us for a number of different things. That's awesome. Right. I have a senior in high school and he's going to play a college sport. And yep. one of the big things for me as a, as a parent is just after talking to the coach he's like hey we look out for our players you know we're a team we try to make sure everybody stays up with their academics and it's just that extra layer of someone else looking out for them and it yeah it's great absolutely absolutely i mean when we we recruit that's one of the big things we talk to the student athlete and their parents about is hey what we're there for you know so uh, yes we are you know, we're, I'm a wrestling coach and our coaches, that's what we do. But there's a lot more to it as far as we make sure our guys are doing well academically. That's great. You know, are, are being responsible. Their conduct's good. And then, you know, I've had guys come to me on a number of different things. We're just someone that they can come to if they need need anything. Wow. Um, right. Like nothing to do with wrestling, just yeah, advice. Absolutely. Or... absolutely. And, mm-hmm. and then on top of that, like I know here at USM, we have a really good, you know, my direct supervisors, our associate athletic director, and she's just another layer of support. So if I have guys come to me for something and I'm maybe I'm unsure of or maybe I need I need help with that I can go to her and our administration and that's another like layer of our support system here so being involved in a sport any sport I think at a college level um, really helps with the transition from high school to college and then you know hopefully ensures that the student's going to do well and have a really good experience. That's so awesome I would feel so much happier about being in a program like that where the coach actually cared you know beyond just how you're doing on the mat kind of thing. Yeah absolutely yep so was there a third thing or the third thing that I like is, you know, I guess the first is obviously the, the wrestling, everything wrestling. So competing, practicing, all that. And then the second is just working day in, day out with our student athletes. But then the third is just, you know, seeing what these guys do after the fact, like after they graduate and what they're yeah. doing with their lives. Um, part of my job is like alumni engagement as well, like trying to keep our alumni involved with our program and support us. And so it's, it's a, it allows me to kind of that keep up. That must be with, so fun kind of rewarding to see them grow up almost. Yeah. You know, so a lot of the alumni for our program, program's only been around for just over 20 years. So we're actually a younger wrestling program when uh, it comes to young. in the grand scheme of uh, things and compared to a lot of other programs. But a lot of the alumni were actually, you know, teammates of mine or guys who kind of came right before me. And, and now as this is my fourth year as the head coach, but I've been with the program longer than that. I'm just starting to see more and more of the guys I coached graduate, which is, is cool to see and cool to kind of keep up with them and see what they're doing and where they're at and, right. and all that. So that's 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 another part of uh, another part of it that I really like. I can imagine. It must almost seem like a family for you if you've been around that long and having old teammates and then kids you've coached. Yeah, absolutely. I actually was thinking about it the other day and it's kind of crazy, but as a you know student athlete and coach, I've now been with USM as an athlete and coach for, I think it was 13 years. So it's one of those things wow. that I've... And if the program's only 20 years old, like... Yeah, yeah. So yeah. when I first got there, it was really kind of a newer program. And it's one of those things that I've seen it grow and been right. a part of that growth as an athlete and coach. And But yeah, it definitely is almost like a, you have a really good bond with, you know, former teammates and, you know, student athletes and things like that. Like I'm I'm flying out tomorrow morning to Indianapolis to uh, attend a wedding of one of our f- former wrestlers. So, oh, um, wow. Yeah, yeah it's that's just, kind just, of proof right there of your closeness. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, all, all my good friends are all 
for the most part, not all, but a good number of them are all guys that are involved with the sport, you know, and it's one of those things mm-hmm. that like you form a bond with teammates and your, your wrestlers and things like that. That's really unique. So it's um, a cool part of the job, I guess. Right. Definitely. Yep. I love that. So Mike, can you tell us where it all began for you? Like, how did you begin wrestling and what got you involved in it? And how old yeah. were you? How old were <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah. yeah. Um, so with the with wrestling, I got involved pretty young. I think I was in second grade. And I guess when you're that young, you, your parent, my parents were just throwing me in all kinds of different sports. But um, <laughs> my dad, my dad wrestled in high school. So right. I think that's probably why they decided wrestling, you know, as one of the sports to, for me to try out. You know, I, I definitely, when I was younger, you know, like I said, I was playing, I played football and baseball and I wrestled. Right. I did a bunch of other things too, but wrestling at that time really wasn't even, it wasn't one of my favorite sports. Um, really? Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess I liked it, but it was, uh, it was one of those things that I don't know. I don't know what it was at the time, but uh, yeah, maybe the other sports you could run around more. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I don't know. You know, like young boys, it's really hard to like sit stay focused I mean not that wrestling sitting but it's in one area you're not like so maybe that's yeah. just the energy F- thing football was definitely my favorite sport for the longest right. time yeah and um and I actually stopped so I started in second grade and I stopped and I think it was I think I did it for about four years and then I stopped and I started playing basketball and um, <laughs> I, uh, I played basketball and the biggest thing for me was playing basketball like I said I you know I liked wrestling but it wasn't my favorite sport at the time and um, right. but all that's my friends like a direct conflict right basketball and wrestling same time of year exactly they were the same yeah. season so what I was doing is I was kind of playing both and uh, I remember I went to a tournament and I didn't do well in it at the time I was kind of doing both and you know I was kind of like upset on myself my dad's like hey well you got to pick one or the other then if you want to if you want the success you want to have you, you should pick one or the other at this point and at the time all my friends were playing basketball so I was like, uh-huh. and, and I did like basketball too. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to do basketball. So I did that for, yeah. um, for three years. I, I did that like all through junior high. Looking back, it was probably the best thing I could have done because I think yeah. if I had continued on and just wrestling, I don't know if I would have continued. Like I look back, right. and I, especially now that I look at young wrestlers and parents and how, you know, sometimes parents get crazy when they're, right. when their kids are so young and whatever sport it is. So at the time I, I look back and I, I think it might've been the best thing for me just to take some time away from the sport. I when love I got that. To high school, yeah. Yeah. That was a question I actually had for you, but dig into it a little later. But what sure. you recommend to parents that way, like, yeah, should absolutely. they specialize at a young age or should they just be kids? And absolutely. Yeah. I have my own, I have a real strong opinion on that. And, you know, so looking back, I think it was the best thing for me just to play basketball and be with my friends and do that. And then when I got to high school, I kind of always told myself that I did want to get back into the sport of wrestling. Um, Mm -hmm. and being, I think I was like five feet tall going into my freshman year of high school, um, (laughs) basketball probably wasn't going to be for me in in high school. So I just decided that in high school, I was going to go back to wrestling. So I started my freshman year in high school, started back again wrestling. That's when I really, really, really like started loving the sport. I don't know what it was. I I just, that's when I really started loving it. Yeah, Yeah. I just clicked and, you know, I was still playing football and then, I actually, my freshman year, I came into the season about halfway through for wrestling because I broke my leg playing football. Yeah. So I missed, yeah. uh, I missed a lot of my first year wrestling. And I think to, it's kind of weird, but I think breaking my leg playing football kind of like made it, uh, made me almost have like a bad taste in my mouth for football. So maybe that's why I started loving wrestling. Who knows? But yeah, breaking your leg could give you a bad taste. And my yeah. question is too, is that you bring up football going into wrestling. So I know a lot of kids that go from football to wrestling and drop an amazing amount of weight in a short period of time. 
sure. for wrestling season. I'm just curious what your viewpoint is on that from a health standpoint. Yeah, I think now that I'm coaching, my view is a lot different. When I was an, when I was an athlete, I definitely thought like cutting weight was, you, you know, you almost needed to do it. Right, but now, you, um, you know, we, we always say like a little saying we have on our team is like lighter is not always better. So even at the college level, I don't make my guys cut down to a weight class they don't want. I actually say I allow them to choose whatever weight class they want to wrestle. That's awesome. It's a little different at the college level, I guess. But at the high school level, you know, I, I would just encourage guys if they're interested in coming out, you know, come out and, and you don't have to cut weight, especially yeah. if, if you're a football player and you're serious about football. Wrestling is probably the best sport for you to get better at football. It's exactly. gonna it's gonna teach you of how the to body awareness and like, yeah, it's gonna teach you body awareness. You're gonna you're gonna have an understanding of how to move people, how to you know manipulate their body. Versus oh, that's yours. true. Yeah, um, yeah, using their weight against them or their momentum against them, things like that. You know, some of the best, fo- a lot of the best football players were also former high school wrestlers. Um, mm-hmm. Really? And, oh. and yeah, it's one of those things that a lot of guys. They think maybe if they're a football player, they just need to lift or whatever the case. But I think wrestling is such a would such an asset to them should they go that route. Well, that's a good but tip yeah. out there for people that really love football. Absolutely, <laughs> maybe they should. Absolutely. Yeah, give wrestling makes, a shot. And wrestling is great. It teaches you to compete. You know, like you're you're competing one on one every time you step on the mat. Once you once you do that and you learn, you just learn what you're actually going to learn from wrestling, and then just all the other things you can learn from it's going to help you in football, no doubt about it. But I think that's so true about the competing. Like, yeah, just that it takes so much confidence to go out in front of a crowd and be prepared to fail, and that's such a big life lesson too. Like to, that, knowing you can handle that. I mean, that takes a lot of courage. It yeah, does, absolutely. especially when they put that spotlight on one, two wrestlers <laughs> on the mat. The whole room's yeah. dark. You got yeah. the one spotlight. It's like, oh my God, no pressure. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's, it's so true. But And then I, I just don't think, you know, especially if you're a younger wrestler just getting in, you don't need to cut weight. I don't I, I don't think it's necessary. So that's that yeah. would be my take on it. You know, if you get a little deeper into the sport and take it a little more serious, if you want to cut some weight and you want to do it the right way and do it healthy, that's one thing. But right. I, I do. There's too much emphasis a lot of times on cutting weight. And actually, I lived in my career in college. I my freshman year, I cut a ton of weight, and the results weren't where I wanted them. And then I moved up two weight classes, and I had the best three years of my career. So yeah, that's that was interesting. Like, that was proof, and I think me living that maybe changed my view on that situation. Right? Because I wonder if you can be your full capacity if you're like actually like starving. No, if no, you, you can't. Yeah. The answer is yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I don't no, know how you could be stronger or or have that even thinking faster if you're like deprived for food. You probably right. can't. Yeah. Even, no, you can. If you're if you're doing it the right way, you know, really eating clean and you know, yeah. getting those right. workouts and doing it the right way, you you absolutely can lose weight the right way and still compete at a high level. Sure. But the the guys who are just you know depriving themselves and just completely depleting their bodies and then expecting to go and compete and still have those same results and it's just not going to happen. It's just yeah. you know, not to no. mention how just unhealthy it is for your body to do that <laughs> do that yeah. to your body yeah, yeah. absolutely hmm. so anyways you wrestled all through high school and uh can you tell us about what that was like yeah yeah i um you know like i said high school is kind of where i fell in love with the sport i wrestled in new hampshire at a uh, high school called st thomas aquinas it was a smaller high school and you know my like i said my freshman year i kind of came in late to the season but finished the season and then after that i kind of just wanted to continue to wrestling so i wrestled a little bit in that off season I mm-hmm. still um 
I think I, I played lacrosse that year too. I was playing lacrosse and I played wow. lacrosse that year. You really did try everything. <laughs> yeah. And then by sophomore year, I, I continued to play football throughout my high school career. But by my sophomore year, I stopped playing lacrosse and I started wrestling in the in the spring and in the summer. So I was like wrestling consistently a good like three seasons out of the year. And then during football season, I would two nights a week, I'd, I'd after rest or football practice, I'd go down to my the wrestling club I used to go to and get a couple of wrestling practices in the fall. So I was I was doing it pretty much year round at that point. What was that wrestling club that you used to go to? I used to go to, um, it's now called, it's called Smitty's Wrestling Barn. It's uh, down in Danville, mm-hmm. New Hampshire. Well, it was in Danville, New Hampshire. They've since moved and it's one of the top clubs in New England now. It even was then, but it was, now it's really blown up and they're doing some pretty cool things. When I was there years ago, it was a little smaller. Now there's kids that come from all over. And it's still called that, Smitty's? Yep. yep. And they, um, okay. yeah, they, they run basically year round. So like like any sport these days, you can do it year round if you want. Yeah, that's for um, sure. Yep. I think that's for me. I wanted to do it. I was so fired up about it, and I just wanted to get better and better. Like I wanted to wrestle year round. It's not for everybody. I think some guys, you know, right. might need time off. So that's something that it's just more on the individual. But for me in high school, I just wanted to keep doing it. I was seeing myself get better, you know. And yeah, then I, yeah. But at that point, you were probably a sophomore, and you were playing lacrosse and football, so you weren't like a freshman. And then, right by then, you know, you were pretty far along you weren't like an eighth grader specializing exactly. in one sport yeah. you were probably what a junior by the time you completely by the specialized? time I started doing it yeah it was like the end of my sophomore year is when I started doing right. it pretty much year round and I still right. I still did play football so I still had that aspect right. of it so right you so you still had um, a second sport yeah I think for mm-hmm. little kids I, I I think I'd encourage playing multiple sports when you're younger I think that's right. so important I think if you specialize too young in any sport. One, there's the burnout factor. And you see it all the time in wrestling. At least I don't know about other sports, but you see little kids that are wrestling maybe nine months out of the year and they mm-hmm. don't even make it till junior high and they've already quit the sport because it's just they're yeah. just burnt out much. by it. Yeah. Sure. You know, and I think you learn a lot from other sports as well. Right. Maybe like you taking that little break to play basketball with your friends made you miss Absolutely. it a little too. Like you had that love for it again. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, my freshman year is when I really fell in love with the sport. And however many years later, still love it. So like I said, it's probably maybe the best thing for me at that time that I took that little break. Yeah. So you were saying that one was the burnout reason not to specialize. But what were you going to say the other? I think you can learn a lot from other sports, too. When you're younger, like in the youth levels, that there's all kinds of other really good sports that you can do. And and really, it's just it allows the kid to choose what they want to be doing, right? Like if you're a young kid and you're doing whatever sport year round. I think it's good for kids to try things out, you know, try other sports, yeah. be part of other teams. I think if guys who do want to compete and train like on a year round or like a, at least more than just for that whatever season it is, I think it's something that maybe is better for a little bit older athletes, you know, maybe when they get into high school or so. But that makes sense. That, yeah. yeah, that's just my opinion on it. And yeah. I'm, I guess that for me, I'm thinking of like the longevity of the athlete. Like how long do you want to be competing in it? If, if you want to be competing from when you're five to in your 20s, you're not going to be doing it year round for that many years. You know, you're yeah. going to, it's good when you're young. It's good to just try other sports and have fun with it and learn and keep it light. I think the thing is with these young kids too, is people put too much pressure on them from parents mm-hmm. or like the youth parents and youth coaches when it's like really nobody cares 
at when you're <laughs> si- when, like no like yeah. seriously like if you're if yeah. you're six years old and you win the peewee state tournament hey if you do that great but if you're putting a ton of pressure on a young kid like that to do that you're just gonna burn them out and it's yeah. like, at that level it's just about learning and growing and i think that's such great advice and like you said unless you've tried a bunch of things how do you really even know what you've liked if you've just been in the exactly. same old that yeah so exactly. and i think from a coach's perspective you must feel like if people really tried it out taking a break that you know they're there because they love it you know yeah. like it's right they yeah. came back to it yeah, yeah. so I know you had some success in high school, Mike. We'd like to hear about. Yeah. Tell us all about it. Yeah. Um, high school, I was a four-time state placer. I and mean, I won the state title like my junior and senior year. And then how it works in like the New England states is basically every state for the New England states will have their state tournament. And you have to mm-hmm. qualify for like the New England championships. So like wrestling and track and field and some of the individual yeah. sports have the New England championships. So I qualified for the New England's a couple of years. And I placed my junior and senior year top six in New England. Wow. And yeah, that was basically basically my high school career. Um, That's pretty amazing. amazing. Yeah, it was was a solid career. I remember really still wanting way more though. I remember being like, really? really You just were not satisfied. And maybe going to some of those bigger meets like New England's probably opened your eyes. Yeah, I wanted to win a New England title. That was my thing in high school. For me, that was the guys who were winning New England titles. You know, that was pretty good. And I didn't do that. So for me, I was just still really uh, hungry almost. Yeah, Yeah. really hungry. Still really wanted to wrestle. And I knew I wanted to wrestle in college. And So coming out of high school, you must have had coaches that were interested in you. Yeah, most like the Division three schools in the area, in the New England area. I would talk to those coaches and I had a good high school career, but I wasn't, I mean, there's way, way better careers out there than what I had in high school. We have probably 10 guys on our team right now at USM that had better high school careers than I had. Really? Um, so wow. it's, it's, I knew I could just do better, I guess. So I was recruited by a lot of the Division three schools and looked at a few of them. And ultimately, that's kind of how I chose USM is I actually first met the coach at the time at USM, Coach Bistone, at a camp. Really? And it was like the summer, I think it was the summer between my sophomore and junior year, I met him. I remember him just coming in. He had a ton of energy and he came into the <laughs> camp and he ran a session and he made everybody like fired up. You know what I mean? Like after this guy was done, you're just like, man, that guy, like I'd want to wrestle for that guy someday. Right. And then right. like the next year, he came down to my club the wrestling club I was going to and did a clinic. And I remember just being like, yeah, this this guy's awesome. You know what I mean? Like he just, everybody was really motivated and he he really had a, did a good job getting you excited to wrestle that day. So USM was one of the schools I looked at and Coach Bastone, he recruited me there as well. And ultimately that's where I chose to go. And a big part of it. Was it a good decision for you? Yeah. I mean, I'm still at USM, so I guess it was a good decision. That was Um, kind of a rhetorical question, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) No, it was a a good decision for me, I think. So Coach Bastone came in and USM, like we talked about earlier, it's a very young program and they had really very little success as a program at that time. They hadn't had any All-American in the program. Their team results weren't the best, but I saw the year that he was recruiting me was, you know, my senior year. I was following their success and they were just like, you saw the, the growth that they were having and they, they were, were improving a little bit every year. Yeah. So I thought to myself like, hey, under this guy, they're going to just keep getting better and better. And a big part of why I went to USM was actually to wrestle for him. I met the coaches and I liked the coaches and I liked the team. I can definitely say this now. Now I know the importance of going to college and all that. But at the time I was going to college to wrestle. I, like school was just like, a, school <laughs> right. was like a, an afterthought. You know what right, I mean? Right. So You were from, shopping for is, wrestling programs. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And USM at the time, it was not the best wrestling program that I was getting recruited by. I just liked what was going the on coach. there. And I, yeah. yeah, I liked, I like. I just liked what was going on with the program. Like I liked the coach. I kind of liked the idea of going into a program and trying to make the program better. 
All right. You know, I didn't, yeah. yeah. So right. It was reason, a challenge. Like, yep. Yeah. Like I, I like that. And it was just maybe something instinctual inside you that said, this is the right fit. It just felt right. Sure. You know, my sister was actually at USM at the time too, which people ask if that had any effect. It really had no effect at all. I don't <laughs> think on me going there, but um, ultimately that's where I chose. It came down to a few different schools and there was a couple other schools that I was really considering at the time. But when I chose USM, it was cool because then I saw like the recruiting class that was coming in with me and we had probably one of the best recruiting classes definitely that USM had seen at the time. And even now, like present day, it was still probably one of the better recruiting classes that had ever no come kidding. into USM. And, wow. You know, we had some really, really good guys come in and I so I had some really good teammates yep. throughout my years. And yeah, it was, it was cool. Probably says a lot for the coach. Sounds like he was a good motivator and was able yep. to recruit those guys, including you. Yeah, absolutely. Can you just tell for anybody out there listening that might be interested in going to USM, can you just tell us a few little things about the school? Yeah, absolutely. The University of Southern Maine, we're located obviously southern part of the state, given the name, but we're an NCAA Division three school located in the greater Portland area. So what's kind of unique about our school is we do have a split campus. So <laughs> we have a campus in Gorham, Maine, Mm -hmm. which is more of a smaller town feel. And, and then about eight miles away in Portland, we have another campus and that's right in the heart of Portland. So it's, it's more of a city feel. So a lot of times that can kind of be a, a big question mark for recruits and incoming guys. But once they kind of get on campus and get used to it, a lot of them like it a lot just because it each campus has its own feel. You know, you have a yeah. small town feel or a small town campus and then Portland being more of a city feel and, and right. you have everything that's going on in Portland right now. With Portland, Maine right now is probably one of the hot spots in the entire country. It is a hot yeah. spot. Um, yeah. yeah. Between restaurants and absolutely. Just, yeah. It's it's great. A lot of young people are moving to Portland. So. Yep. Yeah, it's blowing up for sure. And when we recruit, you know, student athletes, we definitely show them Portland and what there is to offer. And then at the same time, you know, it's funny, it's like a lot of the guys we recruit are kind of intimidated by Portland because it's the city field and all that. So they really like the Gorham campus, which is quieter. It's Sebago Lake is five minutes away. You nice. know, some other things going there. So that's um, perfect. You have the best of both yeah. worlds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that, a great that's exactly recruiting what I say. Thing. At least, yeah. you know, yep. So it's definitely unique in that sense. And then we have a wide range of majors and minors. We have over 50 majors and minors. We have 22 varsity athletic teams on campus. So it's a it's a pretty cool spot. Like I said, I've been there 13 years now. So I, you know, I've, I've enjoyed my time there. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that was really helpful too for anybody listening. So, hey, I just want to talk just a little bit about your college career as a wrestler. So you're a two-time Division III All-American. American 2009-2010 and a three-time NCAA Division III New England champion at the 165-pound weight, I think, three years in a yeah. row. So Three years in a row. That's three years in a row. <laughs> yeah. So, Amazing. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about what that was like or maybe some of the matches or just what was it like to be that successful in a college wrestling program? Yeah. I mean, for me, it was just going back to my high school career when it ended, I, I just knew I I had more to give. You know what I mean? Like, I think part of that was just, I was still so in love with the sport. I was really passionate about just getting better. And I knew going to USM, I was going to have some good coaches and good practice partners. My freshman year, I wasn't sure what to expect, but I came in, I started out having a pretty good season. And, and that's where like, when we talk about the weight cutting, the weight cutting kind of got to me my freshman year where yeah. I was cutting a lot of weight. I was actually wrestling at 149 pounds. Wow. I probably walked around at like 180 in the off season. And then, yeah. but the big thing yeah, was I wasn't- a pretty big job. Yeah. It, I was like yo-yoing up and down. Like I'd, I'd weigh in and then I'd balloon up and then I'd weigh in the next week and balloon up. And it just yeah. really was taking its toll on me. So ultimately that led to me getting injured and I missed a lot of my freshman year. I missed a good part of the second semester. My freshman year, I, really, it wasn't the best year. I ended up 
ultimately coming back at the very end of the year, I got healthy. At the time, I really couldn't make 149 anymore. And my coaches actually even told me, they're like, hey, we want you to just move up because it wasn't good for my health. And I wasn't competing at nearly the level I could compete at at that weight class. So that's kind of why I I say like lighter is not always better now. Right. Um, Right. Because you lived that. Yeah, I lived that. So I went in my my freshman year to our conference tournament, which is our New England tournament at the time. And I went in two weight classes higher at 165 pounds. And um, I lost. I, I had an okay tournament. I didn't really have any expectations for myself there because I had been wrestling at 149 the whole year. Right. 165 is a pretty big jump. That's a big jump. Yeah. yeah. And I was coming off being injured for about like six to seven weeks. So yeah. I just wrestled the tournament. I didn't place as a freshman. I didn't place. I remember being super bummed out and it was like I lost in the match to place. And I remember that being the first tournament I hadn't placed in in like a long, long time. Wow. Like, I don't think I could remember. <laughs> you forgot you know what, what I mean? it was like. Yeah. Yeah. So I was I was really bummed out. But at the same time, it like kind of gave me a lot of motivation as to just like, all right, you can kind of like think about it and feel bad for yourself or just get back to work. So I knew going into my sophomore year, I was going to stay at 165 pounds. I knew I wasn't going to cut down anymore. So I was going to stay at 165, which I was still cutting some weight to make that, but it was way more manageable and I could do it, you know, feeling good and healthy. So I, my focus in the off season was just to lift and get strong and when I came in my sophomore year it was just like that's where it really started for me like I think my my like college career as far as having the success that's where it started clicking yeah like yeah. I started winning tournaments I think we had four tournaments to start the year and I think I won three out of the four which was good I didn't win any of the year before and then yeah that's a big you know, jump just, up and especially being yeah, two weight classes up that's crazy I was just wrestling better I was feeling better I used to go into practices just to lose weight like my mentality was just like all right I got to just lose weight. Whereas now I could actually focus on like getting better at this at wrestling, you know, right, which is great because right. I didn't have to worry about the weight. My sophomore year, the the New England tournament, I entered the New England tournament. I think I was the number three seed mm-hmm. going into that tournament. I made the finals. And how yeah. it worked back then is you used to have to win the conference tournament to qualify for the national tournament. Really? Now it's a little different where in division three, they switched to regions around the country. And now you can place top three and get to nationals. But at the time you had to win it. So it was a and, lot uh, tougher back in your day then. Yeah. So yeah. the way it is right now is like our region is it's the same New England tournament. And then we added in uh, New York University. Now I definitely like it a lot better in the sense that you, we only added one other team in and we got two more placers go to nationals. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So made it to the finals. And I remember I won in overtime in the finals against this guy named Jake Tyler, who at the time was like a, he was a senior for Springfield College. Springfield College is always a really, really strong program. Yes. He was always a guy who was like in the finals like every year. You know, he was really yeah. good. And uh, I beat him in overtime. <laughs> to that, beat. Yeah, oh, so that must have been a great match. <laughs> it was cool. And the, the thing is, so you had to, back then where they only sent one guy, you had what's called a true second. So he lost. He wrestled the guy who took third. And the winner of that match would get to wrestle me again to see who would go to oh nationals. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, so it was crazy. Wow. It was a little yeah. different. So he ended up beating the guy who took third. So you had to wrestle we him again. again. Oh my god! But because oh my god. I had already beaten him once, he had to beat me twice. Okay. Oh my god! And the winner Jeez. and the winner would go to nationals. So our second match, he beat me. Oh no! And, uh, yeah. I was like, crap! I got to wrestle this guy again. <laughs> so. Oh my goodness. This is so a nightmare. It, <laughs> the, the, that must have been really exciting though for the viewers. Yeah, it, it was for sure. Yeah, and right. Then, looking back, it was cool for me, but like when I was living it, it really wasn't cool. Oh, that must have been um, right. so stressful. Yeah. Yeah. And we were hosting the New England tournament that year. USM was hosting. Oh my. And same deal. How you talked, Bobby, earlier about how like we had the mat light, the one oh, mat, yeah. mat light. And like yeah. we had like our. I'm telling you, know, it was, it's. Yeah, it was like, I feel like it was well attended. Yeah. Um, 
So anyway, we wrestled again a third time, and I ended your up winning again must have in been. overtime. I'm just oh thinking the same God. thing. Your mother must have. <laughs> Mom had a she com- had face in her hands. Yeah, <laughs> poor, can't yeah. watch, can't watch. And you so, must have uh, um, gotten to know that guy pretty well by then. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. oh, wow. ultimately, I mean, when so you, you went, beat him in overtime. It was again, a, yeah. Both my wins with him were overtime, and wow. those so were, that those qualified were not me give for me. nationals. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that was your so, first time going story. as a sophomore. Yep. You know, it, for me, it was such a learning experience. Just beating him at the time though, like for me, like validate, like, all right, I can compete with these guys. And yeah. I went out to the national tournament that year and I, I went 0-2. I didn't do very well. <laughs> yeah. And I came back and I was like, all right, well, I was going into yeah, my junior still, year. Yeah, but still just to get to nationals yeah. is, yeah. just to be there is, a, you know, an accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. It's, a, you know, guys who are qualifying for nationals are, it's a big deal. Sure. It's and, a big deal. Um, yeah. You know, I just saw progress every year. I my junior year, same deal. At that point, I was really just confident in my wrestling. You know, having been to the NCAA tournament and seeing that, and then I don't think I lost in New England the rest of my uh, career. Wow, that's incredible, Mike. Yeah. So I my junior year, I think I was undefeated going into the NCAA national tournament. So I won my second New England title in my junior year. Wow. And I went to nationals as the number six seed. Wow. Um, and had mm. a just for, for me that year was like I wanted to be an all American. You know, you want to put to be an all American like you need to place eight? top eight. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. So you have to place top eight, and I was the number six seed. So I was essentially, uh, you know, yeah, like I can do this. <laughs> yeah, I was seeded yeah. to be an All American, and I wrestled the tournament. I ended up losing in the quarterfinals and battled back and and won a few matches, and and I ended up ultimately making it to the third place match. And I lost. I actually wrestled the returning national champ in the third place match that year, and I lost wow. to him. Wow. Um, mm. But I took fourth in the country as my a junior. And, that is um, amazing. Was, yeah, it was, it was, it, for me, it was really exciting at the time. I was the program's first All-American. So part of why I wanted to come to USM was to help establish the program. And yeah. being the program's first NCAA All-American was, that was pretty cool for me at the time. And For sure. And then, I mean, you, the team, the school. Yeah, yeah no doubt. <laughs> it, it's, it's big. And it was a um, proud moment yep. for everyone, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then my senior year, I finally started thinking, you know, hey, I, I want to win a national title. Like, <laughs> yeah. I never really, like, you know, people say that. People yeah. say that. And before it's not bad. But <laughs> yeah. Shoot. yeah. And I actually, I went in, I was ranked number one in the country going into the year. And uh, you were your senior wow. year? Yep. Oh and my um, gosh, I, that's was, so cool. I was, ranked, I was ranked number one in the country for, up through December. I remember that year, my coach uh, scheduled us to go out to Las Vegas and wrestle some teams out there that some really good teams that at the time they had the number two and number three ranked guys in the country. So I was ranked number one. We, we went out to Vegas and we wrestled the number, for me individually. I, I got to wrestle the guys ranked number two and number three and I lost to both of them. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, oh, so God. that must have been. That's a little defeating. <laughs> I got to work sure. harder. I got to work harder. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. yeah. One of them was a transfer from the University of Iowa, which yeah. you know, division one program and I was a powerhouse and he transferred into a Division three team, and he ended up beating me. And the other was a, a two-time Wait junior Wait a minute. Was that a strategic move so he could get a national title or because he actually needed to go to that school for some reason? Uh, well, you, you, see it, you see it a lot. You see a lot of guys will, will, will start out at Division one schools and then will transfer to a, like a, another school, whether it's for academics or whatever the situation is. But it's really not that uncommon. You see it year in, year out. Um, yeah. Okay. Guys yeah. at different levels transfer in and. And then the other mm-hmm. kid was an, another guy that was new to Division Three. He was a two-time junior college national champ, and 
he transferred to uh, another school, Division three school. So I wrestled both those guys and they both beat me. Wow. And, uh, you I must remember, have been so, so nervous after that. Yeah. Well, it was just, it was just, it is what it is. Like it was good that it happened when it did. And it, I don't know, it kind of just was motivating at the time. So mm-hmm. I wrestled the rest of the year. And I think I went into the national tournament that year as the number four seed. And I still had the expectation. I wanted to be a national champ. And when I lost in the quarterfinals that year to a, an unseated wrestler. Ooh, that's tough. So I lost in the quarterfinals and I was like pretty upset. And then um, I ended up coming back and wrestling back and I took fifth place that year. But the kid who beat me ended up winning a national title. The unseated guy. The unseated guy. He was no joke, whoever he was. No, he, yeah, exactly. He he ended up. uh, Got a Cinderella story. Yeah, I know. (laughs) He came in unseated. I lost him in the quarters and he ended up winning the semis and the finals. And then uh, he actually was named the outstanding wrestler of the tournament as well. Wow. You know, at, at that point, I, I knew it was important for me to finish the tournament, at least as strong as I could. And please, so I, I placed fifth and was an All-American again. But whereas the year before as a junior, I, I was pretty excited about placing fourth in the country. And I wasn't so excited about placing fifth my yeah. senior year. I was, I was like kind of upset about it because... Yeah. You know, I just wanted to do more. So for me, I guess that's also, I think, got me into coaching is just I never accomplished my goals as an athlete. So for me, it's like my goal now is like I want to be known as a better coach than I was athlete because I didn't accomplish my goals as an athlete. So I love that, Mike. And it looks like you're well on your way to doing just that. Yeah. So, wow, that was a really interesting college career you had, Mike. And you decided to take position as assistant coach wrestling. So how did that all come about? How'd you land that job? Yeah. So, um. My college coach, maybe halfway through my senior year, just kind of approached me and was like, hey, would I be interested in in just staying on and helping out at some capacity? For me, it was without a question, I wanted to stay involved and with wrestling at some level. And uh, Mm -hmm. yes, the year after I graduated, I stayed on as a volunteer assistant at USM. At the time, actually that year, I was an assistant high school coach at Bonnie Eagle High School and I was an assistant college coach at USM. And it worked out like at practice times didn't clash. I was able to pretty much do both. Yeah, like we practiced like two to four at Bonnie or like maybe it was like three to five and like six to eight at USM at the time. So it was, uh, you were busy then. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely busy, but it was cool to stay involved. And yeah, it just kind of was the start of me coaching. What do you think the USM coach saw in you that made him want you to help him coach the team? Um, Over my four years at USM, I I had a really good relationship with both my coaches, uh, Coach Pistone and Coach Santiago. So I'd already had a really good relationship with them. You know, on top of that, I did have a successful career, which I don't think you necessarily need to have a successful career as an athlete to be a good coach, but I I also don't think it hurts. Sure. Mm. So my role, my first few years for sure, my role was really, I would run the room a lot of the time. So I'd actually put the guys through the workouts, through the practices. I still am not as much, but back then I was doing everything with the guys. So I was very hands-on. I was drilling with them. I was wrestling live with them. And uh, that was kind of my role the first few years for the most part. That was a lot of what I did. And for him, I think he liked that because- yeah, that must be nice for a head coach to have somebody do that that's in the trash. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, he used to be the one who would run the room every day. You know, and he still did for sure when I was coaching with him, but uh, it allowed him to maybe do some other things um, and yeah. focus in areas other than maybe just that practice that day or things like that. So I think I think the big part is though, I had a really good relationship with both coaches. So even if you're a good wrestler, if you don't have a good relationship with your coach or people in general, you're probably not going to get asked yeah. to, for certain opportunities. They're not so. going to invite somebody to hang around that they don't want to be around. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But they must have seen in you that you 
were good at helping other wrestlers out, you were probably a good teammate. Definitely. So they probably saw that in you, I'm sure. I think so. I think that was probably a played into it. I was a like team captain, I think my junior and senior year. So I think that yeah. having a kind of a leadership Showed role. Showed your leadership helped, Yeah, helped out. Yep. And I see you got the NEWA Assistant Coach of the Year Award in 2014 and 15. What was that like? Yeah. So our, our conference is the New England Wrestling Association. It, incum- it includes all the NCAA Division three schools in New England. That year, and actually looking back, that happened to be my last year as an assistant. You know, the next year I took over as a head coach. You know, that year we had a pretty good season. I think we had the most dual meet wins in school history. We had, I think we had four or five region placers as a team and then had a couple guys qualify for the NCAA national tournament. So we had a pretty solid year as a team that year. And uh, Coach Pistone I put me up for that award and I ended up getting it. That was cool. That was a really good way to, you know, I didn't know it at the time, but that would have, that was my last year as an assistant. And then I took over as a head coach the year after. You know, it's always nice to win stuff like that where it's just some recognition sure. for it's what a nice you're doing. Recognition. Yeah. yeah. And it also yeah, gave exactly. you that confidence to know that you're a good coach. <laughs> that's just right. a good confidence builder for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was your last year assistant in the following season, you became a head coach. What happened there? Did Coach Bastone retire? Um, yeah, so Coach Bastone, he ended up stepping down. It was, it was kind of crazy how it all happened. I mean, I don't think it was something that was really planned. It just about midway through maybe like June. He, I think he knew he was kind of getting towards the end of his coaching career, and maybe at least at Southern Maine and maybe at the NCAA level. He saw that uh, Florida Gulf Coast, they had a club program down there, and he liked Florida. He was just ready to be in a warmer climate. And, you know, club <laughs> wrestling is yeah. a little bit more laid back than NCAA in, in the sense right. that it's not a really varsity status. And it's it's, it's just, I think that was going to be more his speed. So he, he decided to kind of just head down there and do that. You know, right. I think a change. You know, he was, yeah, he was a coach for, I think it was like, 12 or 13 years at USM. So he's just been doing it for a while. And now he's still down in Florida, but he doesn't coach anymore. He, he has a boat and he does like tours for, uh, in, the Saint, in the Saint Petersburg area, like for Good tourists for and stuff. And yeah, yep. he's really, really successful with it. Um, crazy busy. He kind of has changed gears altogether. And, right, uh, a whole second career there. Yeah, exactly. And um, <laughs> But it's pretty cool. And, and anyway, like with him stepping down, it opened up that position. And at the time, I can tell you, I definitely... I didn't want to or I didn't expect to be a head coach at that time because I was still fairly young and I think I was like 27 at the time. And for me, I think it was just I had some doubt in my mind that I'd be able to do it and do a good job with it. Um, Well, it's a big step. Yeah, yeah, big shoes to fill. You had a lot of respect for this guy. Yeah, yeah. and I think the big thing, I, I wasn't naive to the fact that there's a lot of work that goes into it that I wasn't really doing as an assistant. So I knew yeah, that. Sure. Like my role as an assistant, I, I definitely was doing some things and I was a part of the program and helping out, but I knew there was a lot of other things that I wasn't doing that he was doing that just didn't know, if, you know, how I'd handle it. And ultimately though, you know, it came down to, hey, do I want to stay involved in the sport? Do I want to do this? Do I want to stay at USM? And I was like, yep. So I was like, let's just do it. So I applied. Actually, at first they named me the interim coach. So for two years, I was the interim head coach. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Is that like a trial run? Is that what that means? Basically, like they just handed me the position where in the sense that like they didn't put it up for. um, Oh, right. No interview. No interview. No, um, they didn't do a search or anything like that. But the university policy is you actually do have to. So so for two years, I was the interim coach. So, I mean, I was still the head coach. But then after those two years, they actually said, hey, we have to put it up for search. And I think they knew ultimately they wanted me to be the coach. And it was it was very short-lived. They posted it on the university site, I think, for like the minimum amount of days that they like per policy they had to. And I don't even know, you know, I really don't know who applied or anything like that. But I actually ultimately had to interview for it two years later, which is kind of funny because I was already, you know, 
had already been the coach. Yeah, already been doing it for two years. Yeah, right. and, and we, it was funny because we had, we just came off a really good season. It was, and they even they were kind of joking with it in the sense that like, hey, I think this they is knew. a formality. Exactly, exactly. So yeah. then you know, I got the job formally, and that must have felt good though to have the interim behind you. Yeah, absolutely, right? absolutely. Yeah, um, because it, and the reason they did the interim as well it was it was so late in the season. So in order to open up like a national search and do all that, it takes some time. And it was like mid June when when Coach Pistone stepped down. So we really didn't have all that much time until the students would yeah. be back on campus. It was just one of those things. They're like, hey, they approached myself and Coach Santiago, who was one of my coaches. Are you guys going to stick around? And we were like, yeah, we are. So uh, wow. we kind of hit the right. ground running. They were kind of lucky to have you with that. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was mm-hmm. it was interesting, but it, it all worked out. Definitely. Right. So do you have any big changes you'd made taking over or anything? What are you most proud of since you've taken over the program? Yeah, the program's continued to grow and get better and develop the last several years. That first year as a head coach was a huge learning experience. It was literally just like learning as I go. I did not know what I was doing. <laughs> I was just, you yeah, know. Yeah, I'm sure. Going, yeah, like, and I mean, for sure, wrestling's a part, but there was just so many other things involved that I wasn't used to doing. Can you talk about those things a little bit, Mike? Because if we're thinking about our listeners who are thinking yeah, about maybe becoming a head yeah. coach, what do sure. I have to do? What are these things he's talking yeah. about? Yeah, I guess when I first got into coaching, I just wanted to be involved in the sport. I just wanted to continue to wrestle and be a part of wrestling. Now, as a head coach, it's almost like running your own business in the sense that like, yes, wrestling is still the forefront. It's it's what we do. It's a wrestling program, but there's right. a lot more aspects to it. So a big part of my job is recruiting, recruiting student right. athletes, and then not just recruiting them, but retaining them. So making sure they're doing well academically, making sure they're progressing towards their degree. Those two things alone, there's a, there's a lot of time in it. You know, recruiting right. alone is a huge undertaking. It's basically sales. You're trying to showcase your program and your school and try to get really good student athletes to check you out and ultimately to decide to go there. But the same time there's it's really competitive there's a lot of other schools after these same kids the same group Um, of kids yeah exactly so it's really about being active with it staying on top of it and and for that it's just really putting the time in like you got to put the time in and do it right do you like go visit them at their meets go to college fairs? How do you approach these athletes? Yeah, there's so many different ways. So yeah, I'll absolutely go to tournaments and matches and, and to scout and to watch, whether it be me just like looking for new talent or like, hey, I, maybe I've been recruiting or talking to a kid for a while. I don't want to go watch him wrestle, you know, and yeah. just to kind of show my face and, and be there and all that. There's college fairs that will attend whether it's sometimes they're at like big tournaments or, you know, different camps or things like that, that will be like college fairs for the wrestlers at these events that I'll attend. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, sometimes it's as simple as a, me getting an email from a coach or or even from the wrestler saying, hey, coach, I'm interested in your program. And then that's how that will start. Or I'll look at results and I really like a few kids and I'll reach out to their coach and say, hey, you know, tell me about so-and-so. How's, what's, their, what's their deal? You know, are they looking to go to school? Are they looking to wrestle in, at the next level? And kind yeah. of start it from there. So there's a lot of different ways in which you could kind of go about it. Mm -hmm. But the biggest thing is just being active because you're going to get a lot more no's than you get yeses. You know, like I get a lot more kids that tell me, hey, thanks, coach. Whether they go through a whole process of coming on visits, seeing the school, applying all that, or even if it's just over the phone, hey, thanks a lot, coach, but I'm just not interested, you know? So I get a lot more no's 
then I get yeses, but it's just being active, just making sure right. we're putting the time into that aspect because ultimately recruiting is what's going to get you a good program. Yeah. yeah. What are you looking for in your student recruits? Like what's most important to you? Number one is they got to be like good people, like good kids. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, we all want good wrestlers, right? But you don't need to be a world beater coming out of high school for me to want you or for me to recruit you. I look back at myself. I didn't have the best. I had a good career in high school, but there's a lot of kids who have like good careers but they're still really passionate about the sport and still really want to get better. Those are the kids yeah. that who, who are really still fired up about it that are going to go on and do well at the next level. Because I really believe in what we have going on. Like we can develop guys at USM, like my coaching staff and the guys we have in the room. If they're really putting in the effort, they're going to get better. So what I also look for is maybe kids are burnt out. Maybe they are. Maybe they had the best high school career you can imagine. Yeah, maybe but the, maybe they hit their pinnacle in high school. E- and exactly. Maybe they yeah. peaked, or maybe they just don't want to do it anymore because right. at the end of the day when you get to college, you have so many more options of things you can be doing. You have so many things pulling you in every direction. If you don't have a strong focus on, hey, what I want to be doing in the classroom and on the wrestling mat, it's going to be difficult to have a really successful career. But I also look at, you know, grades is super important. We'll be looking at student athletes like, hey, what kind of student are they? Um, Keep your grades up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, we want guys who have good grades and do well in the classroom and are focused on being a good student. With that said, too, like I tell everybody, like if you're a good student in high school, that's good grades is going to get you your money for college. It's not going to be athletic scholarships because those are so few and far between. And it's so, so super competitive, especially in wrestling. There's just not that many out there. Whereas like right now, I can tell you when I recruit guys, if they have over a certain GPA, I know they're going to qualify for like a merit scholarship. And that helps out in our recruiting aspect a lot where I can say, hey, you qualified for this merit scholarship that's based on their academics. You know, that's going to help us out in the recruiting battle when we can offer them that type of stuff. Right. A lower tuition because they were, yeah. Yeah, yep. so yep. for all you young people out there thinking yeah, about wrestling, keep your grades keep, up. Keep your grades up. Yeah. <laughs> any, any, exactly. Any athletes, it's focus on yeah. your grades. You see all these studies of like the number of athletes who go from like being a high school athlete to college. It's really small in any sport, yeah. right? So it's like it's like a right. super small number, like maybe like 3% go from high school to college. And then from those that are in college who are actually on athletic scholarship, that's super, super small. I don't think people have a realistic view on how that works. No. So true. And if they're getting so scholarships, it's, you know, maybe a little bit, it's not like a full boat, you know. They exactly, might exactly. Maybe right. it's a fifth, you know, 20% or whatever. Right, Whereas right. if you have good grades, you, you can really, uh, you know, that's where you get paid to have good grades is at the college level, so. Right, yeah, those are really good tips. Any proudest accomplishments as a head coach, Mike? Yeah, I mean, the few that stick out to me is um, as a team. Our first year, we, we actually struggled my first year as a head coach, we struggled, and but we brought in some pretty good recruiting classes. And year two and year three for us, we, we were ranked top twenty five in the country, which is great. That was like a huge jump for us as a program. Um, yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, we had our program's first NCAA national champion my second year as a head coach, which is really cool. So he actually won. He was number one. Yeah, he won a national title, NCAA wow. national title, which is that must have been pretty exciting. That was yeah, <laughs> that was really cool. I mean, that's huge for the program, and that was just huge for him and huge for you as the coach. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a, you know, some coaches go their whole career without coaching a national champ. So that was right. huge. And I kind of feel spoiled to have one in year two, you know, and uh, this past year, we, we had a wrestler take third in the country, which is great. Wow. And then some of this other stuff that I'm really proud of is like the academic stuff. Like we've had a scholar all American every year for the last 10 years at USM. Wow. Our team GP. 
GPA this year was a 3.044. That stuff's pretty cool to me because you want to have a good wrestling team, but to be a good program, you need to have guys doing well academically. And ultimately, you know, our number one goal for all our guys is to graduate. So that's like the number one goal over anything else. Right. Because most people aren't going to be taking this beyond college. Right. Right. Also, that's the great thing about wrestling or any sport at a D2 or D3 school is that academics is still the main focus. Definitely. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's so great that you value that too, because it's like you're looking out for their future in some ways beyond the wrestling. Beyond the mat. Beyond the mat. Absolutely. You know, Division three, Division two, they're really great divisions in the sense that it's more about the balance. It's about the student athlete and it's about the balance. You know, they're students, they're athletes, they have other things going on in their lives. Whereas Division one is great too, but a lot of that focus is just on winning. You know, and it's, uh, and it it is what it is. But, you know, I really like the Division three philosophy and, you know, kind of what we try to do and what we represent. It just seems like a healthier balance. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But like you said, it depends on the person and is an individual yeah. thing, right? Yep. So just for anybody out there, Mike, that has aspirations to become a head coach of a wrestling program at the NCAA level, can you tell what it takes to become a head wrestling coach? And what are some of the advantages and drawbacks and what a typical day is like for you on the job? And is there any particular yeah. training or education you would recommend to get the job? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing for whether it's wrestling or any other sport is that you've probably done the sport, right? So like have some knowledge of the sport. So, you know, having competed at a college level, if you want to be a college coach, I probably suggest, and I'm not saying you, everyone has to, but nine times out of 10, when you see college coaches, they've competed at the college level in, you know, whatever given sport it is. I think that's yeah. important just to have an understanding of what's really is going on and what these guys are going through. Yeah. Um, that being said, most coaching positions, bachelor's degree is required at the college level. You're going yeah. to you're gonna need a bachelor's degree. Master's degree is preferred, right? And all the job postings that you'll see, a lot of them will want you to have a master's degree. And that being said, you don't necessarily need to have in any particular area. You know, I have my degree in business, um, which I think it's probably it, helped I think it actually <laughs> helps me a little bit in some aspects yeah. because, yeah, just there's so many different things you can do that's involved with any program. So you said a little bit earlier in the podcast that it's like running a business yeah. <laughs> exactly. in some ways. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things that there's a lot to it. Part of the job is fundraising and alumni engagement, things like that. And I think having that degree kind of helps in, in those areas. But, you know, a lot of it's just they want to see that you have a degree, preferably they, a master's degree. And then obviously just a really in-depth knowledge of whatever sport you're trying to coach is, is really big. If you, if you really want or serious about coaching is being okay with, hey, starting out and kind of just working your way up. I started out as a volunteer assistant and I didn't know what I was expecting ultimately, but doors opened up for me and I just kind of stayed the course and I was just happy to still be involved in wrestling. Like I didn't know if I'd ever be a head coach or where it would take me but just by staying involved some opportunities happened and it's kind of led to where I'm at right now. Yeah it's kind of like what you said at the beginning of the podcast you just basically followed your passion and now you're getting paid for it which is so cool. Yeah. I do think if you wake up every day and you're doing something you really care about success is going to happen. Right and people just notice it and they want you involved yeah. when they see that. So what's a day like? Mike? Yeah what's so a typical wake up? day like? Like what time do you have to be at work and what's on your schedule for the day? Well I think that just really depends too like what time of year it is so like in the season we're going to be in getting the guys ready whether it's different workouts or actual practices 
And then, you know, a lot of times on the weekends, we're traveling and competing. We will host sometimes, but, you know, competitions on the weekends, we'll do practices during the week. And then on top of that, there's a lot of different paperwork that's involved. The stuff that no one sees is like the meetings that I'll have with maybe my administration or with certain student athletes on whatever the case may be. Doing all the paperwork that's necessary. There's tons of paperwork that comes along with coaching, which is one of the things that I, uh, you know. That's a drawback. Yeah, that's maybe one of the drawbacks. Yeah, um, Yeah, right. Right. And then, Nobody likes uh, paperwork. Yeah. yeah. Like everyone, lo- I <laughs> love, I love practices. Like those are the best, but sure. there's a lot of other things that go, yeah. you know, catching up with the re- recruits. Recruiting is a year long thing. So like, that's something that we'll try to do regardless of what time of year it is. We'll be recruiting student athletes. And then depending the time of year, like summertime is a lot more laid back outside of season is for me, at least it's, it's more laid back in the sense that I guess I'm doing stuff with coaching, but it's not as much the hands on like right. when we are in season, like October to March, mid October to mid March, we are very hands-on. We're training, we're traveling, we're competing, we're making sure our guys are feeling good, making sure that all that's happening. And then outside of season, where it's a Division three program, we actually don't have our hands on our guys like physically. Like I, I don't have like set practices. You know, if I'm in my office, our guys will come and they'll hang out and talk, we'll, yeah. you know, see how things are going. Again, recruiting is, is always happening. You know, organizing different maybe fundraisers for the program, doing things like that, working on our schedule, working yeah. stuff through alumni. There's a lot of things going on. Just making sure guys are doing well in all areas, you know, whether it's academically, making sure they're doing well and, you know, just being there for them a lot of the times if if they need anything. Yeah, that's awesome. So where are you in your season right now? So we finished our season last month. We came back from the NCAA tournament. It was about probably like mid-March we got back from the NCAA tournament. So our season concluded then. Right now, our guys are actually finishing up the semester. They're um, a couple more weeks and then they'll have finals and then a lot of them will go home for the summertime. And then once we get back on campus in September, we kind of hit the ground running with stuff until we really get into it. So yeah, it's... Well, you basically, when you said October to March, I mean, essentially that's the whole school year. It, it, it really is. Yeah. Pretty a, much. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, it really is. It, they have about a month before the season starts and probably like, you know, maybe five or, yeah, five or six weeks after. And But most of the year is we're in season, which is, I like it like that though. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do because that's the fun part. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, listen, Mike, this has been so awesome. I think anybody out there who's interested in becoming a wrestling coach or even young people that are interested in wrestling or parents of wrestlers. It's going to just get so much from listening to you and all you had to share. So thanks so much for coming on and sharing all your knowledge about wrestling. Yeah, no problem. Thanks. I appreciate you having me. It's been great talking to you, Mike. Thanks so much. It's fun to learn about your career. And I know a lot of people out there will be interested in hearing all about it. Definitely. Awesome. I feel so grateful to be doing these podcasts because everyone has such an interesting story of how they got into their careers, and this one is no exception. No exception. You're not kidding. Yeah, grateful and inspired. Mike has definitely followed his passion. Right. And his hard work has put him in a head coach position at such a young age. I am so impressed with that. No doubt. Really impressive. I really enjoyed hearing his story from how he started in wrestling to where he is now. It is great that he can still be so involved in the sport that he loves. My guess is he could still get on the mat and give some of the guys he coaches a run for their money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think you're probably onto something there. If anyone out there is hoping to wrestle in college and wants to contact Coach Morin, you will find his information in the show notes. 
And as a final note, anyone interested in learning more about our business, academic and career advising services, we invite you to visit our website and we will include that link in the show notes. We assist people with changing careers, possibly finding that first job out of college, the college admissions process, selecting an academic major, deciding on a career, or things of that nature. You can check it all out on our website, Academic and Career Advising Services. We are located in Kennebunk, Maine. However, for your convenience, we also offer video conferencing services. You're never too old to change your career or to go back to college, and you're never too young to begin thinking about your future. We enjoy serving people of all ages. If you enjoyed listening to today's podcast and would like to help us out, could you please leave a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts? This really helps others to find our podcast. We would greatly appreciate it. Also, to get all the latest on upcoming episodes, please follow us on social media. All of those links will be included in the show notes. Thank you and have a great day. Thanks so much for listening.